0: Cancel culture, mainstream media, and big tech had some wins this week. In Australia, after months of hounding, Craig Kelly MP, an outspoken supporter of early treatment for COVID 19, resigned from the government benches to become an independent. Mainstream media were outraged with Craig Kelly. Catherine Murphy from The Guardian said that Scott Morrison must heed the lesson of Donald Trump and slap down Craig Kelly. Slap him down. Now, by the way, isn't that insurrection by inciting violence against a government? Prominent members of the conservative mainstream press bagged him for his selfishness and crude and destructive populism, which they said threatened the conservative cause and government itself. Big tech, by the way, continues to threaten free speech. But the Australian government said Facebook had befriended Australia again after it reversed its ban on Australian news content. Legislation was passed requiring technology giants Google and Facebook to negotiate with Australian media companies in payment for news content. Unlike big media, individuals and small content producers will remain subject to the whims and censorship of big tech. Big tech and state censorship are ripe for the US. House Democrats are pressing cable TV providers such as AT&T, Sparklight, Xfinity, Verizon, Cox, Direct TV, Dish, and Spectrum over their decisions to carry channels that lawmakers accuse of spreading misinformation and conspiracy theories that lead to real world harm. Conservative channels such as Newsmax, Blaze TV, One America Network, and Fox News are their targets as with their advertisers. Dr. Vladimir Zelenko, a pioneer of early treatment of COVID-19, has been subjected to censorship by a medical media cartel. Last year, Dr. Zelenko found himself in the whirlpool that engulfed hydroxychloroquine after President Trump highlighted the drug's potential to treat COVID-19. Dr. Zelenko graduated from SUNY at the Buffalo School of Medicine in 2000. He is board certified in family medicine and is the medical director of Monzi Family Medical Center. Dr. Zelenko, thank you very much for joining us.
1: My biggest pleasure, thanks for having me.
0: Look, can you update us on the latest evidence or studies showing success in the early treatment of high risk patients with COVID-19 using the Zelenko protocol?
1: Well, there's a consensus now with dozens of studies uh, being reproduced in several continents that early treatment uh, within the first five days of the onset of symptoms reduces hospitalization in high-risk patients by 84%. So just to put that in context for you in America, we just passed the wonderful threshold of 500,000 dead Americans, I was, I was being sarcastic, and we could have prevented 420,000 of them from dying with simple common sense measures. The Zelenko protocol actually is not what most people think it is. It should be called the common sense protocol, which is basically identify those patients that are extremely high risk for dying from COVID-19, treat them as soon as possible, and now there are multiple treatment regimens like hydroxychloroquine, zinc, azithromycin, but there's also ivermectin, like Dr. Professor Barodi from Australia, Uh, published uh, a wonderful study that showed its wonderful efficacy and then there's steroids and blood thinners and several other culture scene uh, approaches to to deal with this infection what's more important than what what you treat with is when and who you treat if you identify high-risk patients and you start treatment immediately upon the presentation of symptoms, you can essentially eliminate death from COVID.
0: It seems the um, one of the great sins in Western society right now uh, is just simply the discussion of, um, say, for example, the Zelenka protocol or early treatment programs. Um, And we seem to be just shutting everybody down. If you uh, in, I know in Queensland, for example, in Australia, um, I think it's, you, if you are to prescribe something that is not backed by the TGA, there's something like a $35,000 fine, jail, you lose your uh, medical license, and uh, uh, it's just a, a, this, this fear thing, this, this control thing from, from government seems to be very overreaching. Uh, when they say it ain't about the money, it really is about the money, isn't it?
1: It's a combination of a few things. It's definitely the world is trending towards tyranny and dictatorship and and oppression. Uh, Whenever uh, opposing opinions are being forcibly suppressed, you always have to ask yourself, what is the danger or the fear to, to share ideas and to have healthy debates and try to come to a consensus? The answer is that there's a false narrative being propagated on humanity I would even call it a global psychological operation, psychop, to inflict a chaos and fear into the hearts of people in order to be able to uh, achieve a certain governmental agenda, let's say, that of, of restructuring society. Otherwise, the, uh, there's really it's not clear um, why people would be prevented from getting life-saving information and life-saving medications. In the early stages of disease, like we do with every other infect, infection or, or disease, for example, someone has cancer, we don't wait for it to be metastatic before we treat it. We, we try to get rid of it right away. If someone has a small fire in their kitchen, we put it out. We don't wait for the whole house to go on fire, except when it comes to COVID-19, the whole world is being told, <clears throat> go home and wait till you're, you're getting sicker and then go to the hospital and we'll put you on the ventilator or take a, a vaccine that may or may not help you, and the reason why I say may or may not is simply because this vaccine has been brought to market uh, six mu- with, after six months of, of testing, and traditionally the medical historical precedent has been 10 years, so uh, taking a new technology, which it may be great, I don't know, but uh, bringing it into the world and selling it to people as if it's the great salvation is a, is a great disservice, I would say, to, to people because you're you're giving them potentially uh, false hope with an experimental approach and what i'm trying to advocate for in parallel with other approaches is early intervention in high risk patients which essentially has been proven to reduce hospitalization and death by 84 percent, and that is is remarkable this could have ended this pandemic in in april of last year the question is why is this information still to this day being suppressed. If I post something like this on Twitter, they, they threw me off. Same thing with Facebook and YouTube. So that's a question for other people to answer. But um, I would like to reassure humanity. I'm very optimistic. There's a way to circumvent the tyranny uh, that you're being exposed to. There's two risk factors for dying from COVID. It's the government that you live under and the doctor that you choose. And the reason why I say that is because the life-saving medications are out there, and some of them are over-the-counter. You don't need the permission of your government, and you don't need the permission of your doctor. So I've been talking about uh, natural supplements like quercetin and EGCG, which are both zinc ionophores. In the case of quercetin, it's a bioflavonoid, which is a plant derivative, and, and EGCG, which is a green tea extract. Both have the same properties as hydroxychloroquine, which is a zinc ionophore. Zinc ionophore is basically a way of delivering zinc into the cell, and it's the zinc that inhibits or stops the virus from making copies of itself. So it's like a gun and a bullet. Zinc is the bullet, and you need a gun to deliver the zinc into the cell, um, and you can do it naturally without a prescription and without your government's permission. And that's why I'm here to li- try to liberate people from the pathologic anxiety that we've been traumatized with for no good reason, in my opinion. So, mm. I'm telling people, take your health care into your own hands. You do not have to live in fear. You don't need to die. There are natural, safe, cheap, affordable approaches without a prescription and without the permission of your government. And treat early and live. That's my meme. That's my mantra. Mm. Treat early and live.
0: Is the treatment um, uh, increasing for early treatment, increasing demand in the USA and in other countries?
1: So, yeah, so initially in March, I was basically the only one doing it, and I got a good beating for it, but since then, uh, a few brave doctors have come on board, and we now have second, third, and fourth generation uh, students, I would say, or, or <clears throat> practitioners uh, following this paradigm, and probably if we sum total the patients that we will treat it together, it's in the millions, uh, either three or four million patients, already. that's a sum total of our efforts and it's only growing and it's growing exponentially because you can't stop uh, truth and you can't stop uh, grassroots movement where people by word of mouth or by social media or through their houses of worship or their social networks spread this concept and idea so Twitter and and social media and mainstream media may attempt to suppress our voice or slow down the, the spread of information but they can't stop it. And eventually there'll be a threshold that's crossed and the enemies of humanity will be exposed for who they are as psychopaths, sociopaths that are inflicting their tyrannical view of the world upon others.
0: Yeah, the world's in a really tricky spot at the moment. We have the uh, the left and the, uh, the radical left. Um, they say there's a radical right. I think we're just conservatives and more conservative, but they seem to be uh, really getting a grip on on the things that matter, and it's amazing how many things you could rush through in in a couple of years. Uh, Look, Doctor, what would it take for the medical establishment in the USA to accept treatment?
1: Uh, It would take, you know, certain key people to get sick with COVID-19 and then realise that the only way to treat it is with early intervention. Um, What would it take is basically the end of academic fraud, um, some intellectual honesty, honest politicians, and putting the welfare of, of your country's citizens above your own twisted agenda. Uh, so it would take basically thinking of others more than yourself. That's a big order for some people. Mm. See, the problem here, it's a theological problem, is how you look at a human being. Uh, uh, can I tell you a joke? Maybe that will explain. Um, a child goes to his mother and asks where we come from. The mother says, we're made in the image of God. Same child goes to his father, says, where do we come from? The father says, we evolved from monkeys. So he's confused. He goes back to the mother. So the mother says, it's not really a contradiction. That's my side of the family. That's his side of the family. <laughs> but the point here is, how do you choose to look at a human being? Is he made in the image of God? Mm. Or is he an animal, he evolved from animals? There's a big difference, because if a person's created in the image of God, then his life has sanctity, his or her life has sanctity, and that's the basis of natural law and their human rights. If another person is viewed as an animal, then we can, we buy, sell, eat animals. So there will be a survival of the fittest mentality where those on top of the hierarchy will feel entitled to, um, you know, population control those that they feel, um, you know, that are not worthy to be. And that's historically been the case. If you look at the eugenicists, or you look at the Nazi movement, and that's exactly what you're seeing with people like Bill Gates, who on a TED lecture in 2015 called for a population reduction. And now he's advocating for a vaccine for my health. So I wonder why would I take a substance uh, for my health Mm -hmm. someone who wants to reduce the world population. So there's a lot of questions where there are certain sociopaths, that uh, feel they know better and that they're entitled to uh, impart their will on the rest of humanity. Like the World Economic Forum, which basically states that their 2030 vision, it's on their website, you you don't have to, it's not a conspiracy, um, that they want uh, you to own nothing and you will be happy. Mm. America will no longer be a world superpower, that uh, no more fossil fuels, Uh, you won't eat meat except as an occasional treat, which I don't know how they're going to do it. Do you get like a special birthday voucher and then you can go get a piece of meat? Or uh, you're going to be a billion refugees and you're going to need to integrate them into your societies. Th- these are the visions of, of people like Klaus Schwab, who wrote, quote, wrote a book called COVID-19, mm. The Great Reset. So, you know, they're saying Noah from the Bible was a conspiracy theorist until it started to rain. And um, in my opinion, it's raining. It's raining death. It's raining death of the innocent, death of the elderly and of the infirm. Those that we are, uh, I think, responsible most to protect are being slaughtered by, not by the COVID-19 virus, but by ineffectual governance and suppression of life saving information and, and, and medication.
0: Interesting the, uh, I don't know how you feel about it, and it's a bit off the, the topic here, but following this conversation, um, the law was always based around God and goodness. And mm. it seems, I know in Australia, and it seems in the US and other countries, that the God bit is left out of it. And it's more like a, it's, it's their interpretation of what the world should be. Do you, do you feel the same thing?
1: That's what I was saying, that this is a repeat of a Mm -hmm. historical biblical narrative. It's always, the battle is between God-conscious society living versus a society that is enslaved psychologically and physically to a few despots. So if you look at, um, let's say, communist countries such as North Korea, the first thing they do is they eliminate all religion because if someone is bowing down to God, they they will not Bow down to a dictator, and then uh, Kim or his family become godlike. Same thing happened in Russia under Stalin, where houses of worship were shut down, and god, the state became god. So, the same thing happened in Egypt in uh, in biblical times, where the Pharaoh of Egypt um, refused to allow the Jews to serve God. And, and proclaimed himself to be God. So this is a repeat of a historical narrative. And the truth is, it's all—it's within, within the hands of each individual to resist. Simply by simply by not succumbing to the fear. Um, if I'm telling you that there's a way you could live without fear, uh, you can prophylax yourself if you're high risk. You can treat yourself early within the first few days and be completely fine. Um, then there's no reason to fear, and you can you can worship your God, and you can. Uh, mingle with your family, and you could reintegrate in society. And this is, uh, you see, the enemies of humanity fear an educated public. Once the public is educated, there's always a risk of an uprising against a few despots. And and, and that's really what we're facing here. It's a, it's a battle, it's a propaganda war about which narrative will, will uh, affect people's minds. The false COVID-19 will kill you that narrative or that there's a God in the world who loves you, you're made in his image and you have nothing to fear because he has given us a way out of
0: this. The media, mainstream media uh, and, and social media too with big tech, but mainstream media, uh, I've been... Uh part of that media for a long, long time, uh, probably as long as Methuselah lived. But the I ju- I'm just finding that the, the media right now, it's just like a group, not a group think, but a group bully because the thinking part is not part of that equation. You've heard about Craig Kelly's experiences, the uh, politician in Australia. Uh, his experiences with the medical establishment and the mainstream media in this country have been absolutely appalling. Uh, lie after lie after lie bullying and just the smear and the slime campaign uh, what's your thoughts on this so
1: Craig is a friend of mine um, I think he's one of the few courageous um, moral politicians in Australia who has the courage to speak uh, the truth and at great personal risk and I support him fully the recent uh, slander that he's uh, an anti-semite it's completely false. Mm. As you can tell, I'm a Hasidic Jew with a big beard, which Craig was correct in identifying me with a, having a big Jewish beard. And that's not called anti-Semitism. That's called being funny and uh, accurate. And mm. I support extremely, and uh, I think he, he deserves to be the next uh, Australian prime minister uh, because he is, uh, has the courage and the moral clarity um, to lead the country away from tyranny.
0: And it's amazing the, the fear thing too because I'm, I'm sure there are a lot out there that are just really scared to to you know, say what they really think and what they really believe because you've got this mob this this media mob and the uh, the mob from a, from a big tech and the mob from government whether it's on your your side or on the other side and you've got this hysterical, group out there and they're all pointing fingers at at you saying you're wrong, we're going to destroy you, we're going to shut you down, you can't say a thing free discussion, zip, gone. You've, you've experienced uh, a fair bit of this yourself. Uh, can you tell us what sort of censorship that's really made your day?
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, I was the first to come out with, uh, vocally, about pre-hospital tre- treatment. It got to the President of the United States. Uh, the President took hydroxychloroquine prophylaxis Based on my device, uh, Rudy Giuliani is, is my patient. He said I could speak about him, and other President Bolsonaro from Brazil has been under my care. So um, it you know it became very uh, I became very public, and then the suppression happened, and the threats and the death threats and, and uh, attacks on my character and uh, on my credentials. And so on. So, but uh, you know, uh, I, I just kind of focus on what I believe to be true, and I put my trust in God, and I um, th- I don't get intimidated. Let me tell you, um, there's a story I don't know if you're familiar with it's about Stalin's chicken, but it's a true story, and it's to illustrate a point. Stalin took a chicken and plucked out all its feathers while it was still alive, and it was in terrible pain, bleeding, and everything. Then he took a few pieces of wheat and he threw it to the chicken, and the chicken started following him wherever he went. So he said to the people watching, look how easy it is to to govern over stupid people as long as you give them a little treat once in a while. I point here uh, to the people listening, stop being like Stalin's chicken. Use your brain, have some moral courage, put your faith in God. And don't submit to tyranny of
0: fear. The uh, you're the uh, the spokesperson for uh, Joe Biden in when it comes to uh, COVID is is Fauci. Um, we his views on the on wearing a mask is quite evidence. You don't, you do. You don't, you do. You don't, you do. And then double that, and then maybe triple it. What's your views on on? Can I do this is just a bit left field here? But do you think the U.S. government? has lost its way when it comes to COVID. And do you think Fauci is really a great spokesperson for such an important uh, time in in America's life?
1: So I think uh, Dr. Fauci is a whore that sold his soul so many times that he doesn't even even realise who his pimp is or who his master. And because of him and people like him, um, hundreds of thousands of people are dead and continue to die. And that he will pay a great price for it, hopefully in this world as well. And and he is only a spokesperson for, for a whole uh, mentality, a uh, view of, uh, you know, the Nazis used to call them Ubermenschen, those that are uh, superhuman and everyone else is subhuman. He feels entitled. These are narcissists uh, of the highest order, and he feels entitled to uh, act in a godlike fashion deciding who should live and who should die. And uh, it's tragic that people still have any faith in, and belief in him. So but I'm, I'm not really picking on him uh, in particular. He's just a figurehead for much deeper uh, rot to the core. And what I really think is that we should have a tribunal, you know, nuremberg style or maybe at the hague and these people should be prosecuted for mass murder crimes against humanity and
0: genocide interesting times we live in um, i think the thing that is missing is uh, truth uh, and leadership too um, i think the uh, and honesty uh, and above all else just free discussion and and let doctors be just doctors and not politicians. Dr. Zelenko, thank you very much for your time and appreciate it enormously. Thank you. Well, that's it for another week. Have a great weekend. For Asia Pacific Today, I'm Mike Ryan.